Yeah, you know, uh, so it's it have been uh, you know impressive watching uh, the Dolphins here. You know, one seven in the last eight, and um, you know, generally you know played really good football. Um, you know, Tennessee wasn't their their best game, but I mean overall, this has been a pretty impressive stretch. Um, really played solid in all all three phases of the game, uh, getting contributions uh, from. Uh, everybody, you know, offensively, running game, passing game, receivers, tight ends, backs, quarterback. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty healthy. Offensive line's been consistent. Um, defensively, you know, big front. Um, you know, mix in, uh, you know, multiple coverages and change the looks around there. So you know, make it hard on the offense. Make it hard on the, you know, the quarterback and the offensive line uh, in terms of identifying, you know, what to do and. Um, you know, good good punt rush team. Always have to be ready for uh, some type of deceptive play, and um, you know, had a really impressive second second half of the season. So, um, you know, it's a good challenge for us this week. We'll open up for questions. We'll start with Andrew Callahan, followed by Mike Reese. Hey, good morning, Bill. Um, I wanted to ask you, as we've done many times before, about the Dolphins' use of RPOs. I understand there's a difference between you know using them sporadically, but Miami, from what I can tell, leads the league. So how does that affect um, your defensive game planning or maybe some focuses this week in practice? Yeah, uh, I think they run more of them than anybody we've seen. Um, you know, we, we saw a lot from them in the first game. We saw them from Philadelphia in, in uh, preseason. And they pop up from time to time, but yeah, there's definitely a lot more from um, Miami. So, um, you know, just plays that we'll have to, um, you know, play properly, obviously, depending on what we're in and, and which version they run. They mix it up quite a bit. They they run the same plays. They run them from different personnel groups, different formations. They build them differently. Um, they usually don't just sit there and, you know, let you, you know, see what you're going to get. and. And then play it. They they create it, you know, different ways so that it's you don't really recognize it until the last second. And so, um, but yeah, they do a good job. They 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 run a lot of them. And um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see how we handle it. Next question, Mike Weeks, followed by Jim McBride. Bill, how would you describe what Ramondre Stevenson has brought to the team this year? Uh, yeah, Andre's improved a lot. Um, you know, he only had one year at um, at Oklahoma, so um, you know, I think he he picked up a lot there. But you know, he's just continued to uh, develop in all areas: running, pass protection, blitz pickup. Um, you know, just overall patience in the running game and decision making, ball security. You know, he's worked really hard. Uh, give the kid a lot of credit. He's he's been asked to do a lot of things, and he's put in the extra time and and really embraced um, uh, the the coaching and the detail that he's gotten and and tried to you know try try to execute it and has has improved tremendously. Uh, I think he's earned everybody's respect for his his work ethic and his willingness to to help the team in any way he can. Next question, Jim McBride, followed by Bob Susie. Uh, good morning, Coach. Wanted to ask you about um, Jerome Baker and just what, what skills do you see from him that make him such a disruptive player? Oh, he's fast. He's quick. Um, 
You know, he's played a couple different positions for him. Uh, he's played inside. He's played, uh, you know, a little bit more outside, uh, blitzed and been in coverage. And, um, you know, he's got a good um, good instincts, uh, good anticipation, recognizes things quickly. He's fast and, um, you know, a little, little bit undersized, but certainly makes up for it with his anticipation, getting ahead of some plays. and. Um, you know, he's a good blitzer and, and covers a lot of ground in the past past coverage. So whether it's man or zone, so he's um, you know, he's done a really good job for him and, and has shown you know quite a bit of versatility in his skills. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Our next question, Bob, followed <clears throat> by Chris Ryan. All right, thanks, Dave. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Bob. Bill, I want to ask about the relationship between bringing pressure and being able to tackle as well as the Dolphins seem to do. Uh, when you look at them as they you know, they try to exert a lot of pressure on quarterback, uh, as you watch them on tape or even for any defense, how important is it to have that, that marriage of rush with guys to the ball? I would imagine a lot of times the, that pass rush or that pressure is brought to get rid of the ball, force the quarterback to unload quickly uh, to make the, the tackles you know, as, as close to the line of scrimmage as you can. All right, well, I mean, tackling is really the, the most important component of, of any any defense, any defensive player. I mean, if you can't get the get the guy with the ball on the ground, then it's, it's probably going to be a long day. So um, it's important. And, and, of course, if you bring, as you mentioned, you know, if you bring more people on pressure, you got fewer people to tackle. Um, you know, so catch and run plays, you know, one missed tackle, you could, you know, you can have a problem there. But, you know, Dolphins are, a, you know, they're a good tackling team. Uh, they... You know they bring a decent amount of pressure, and and uh, they definitely know what they're doing, how to, you know, how to uh, bring it, disguise it, and and complement it with with other calls. So you you don't always know exactly what you're getting there, but um, they're a solid defensive football team, and and uh, certainly just like most teams, if they get you in long yardage, you know they have a lot of options, and and they can they can make life miserable. Um, you know, the more you can stay out of those situations and make them deal with everything, uh, then probably the better off you are. So that's there's a lot of situational um, situational aspect that plays into into all that. Uh, but that's you know, if they can create those situations, they they have a big advantage, and and vice versa. You can negate them by not by not being in a lot. Thanks, I appreciate it. I know I struggled to kind of articulate whatever question was there. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Dakota Randall. Morning, Bill. Um, wanted to ask you about how kind of far into the weeds you get in deciding how you're going to approach a game like this where there's all these you know, various scenarios about where the team may finish. There's the Buffalo game before. There's the you know, risk-reward of injury versus preparation. How do you how do you decide how to best approach you know a game like this? Uh, to try to just you know stay on track with what we've been doing, and you know I think when we had good weeks of preparation, good um, uh, you know preparation, practice, um, you know energy into the game, mindset, uh, whatever whatever you know all that, all however all that comes together. You know that we've we've been a lot better than when we haven't. So we're going to try to build that consistency, and um, you know it's a good opportunity. Obviously, you know Miami's a good football team. We know them well. Um, 
you know, they know us well, so that's a, you know, it's a good, we haven't played each other all year, but uh, it's been, you know, overall, it's a lot of familiarity between the two teams. And, and so this would be a good opportunity for us to really hone in on, you know, our fundamentals, our, our execution, our communication, and, um, you know, worry about next week, next week. Thanks. You're welcome. Our next question, Dakota Randall, followed by Mike Giardi. Hey, Bill. Uh, changing the topic for just a second. Uh, with Dan Reeves dying over the weekend, just wondering how you remember him. I, you know, I guess as a player, but especially as a coach in the NFL. Right. Yeah, I always had a good relationship with Dan. Um, you know, he was at Denver when I was at Cleveland, and uh, of course, he was at at Denver when I was at the Giants. Uh, you know, going back to the Super Bowl twenty one. Um, but I didn't have a lot of relationship with him there. It became more when I was a head coach and then, and then when he went from there to the Giants. And so, um, you know, always, you know, always had a good relationship with Dan. I mean, Dan, Dan had a tremendous career. I mean, I don't know, I really, I don't know of anybody that, uh, or not many anyway, you know, that would, you could really stack up with what Dan did as a player. I mean, he's a tremendous player. Um, he was, a. um, very important assistant coach on those Dallas teams with uh, Coach Landry, and and then he went on to you know have a, a, a head coaching career in the National Football League, and you know from start to finish um, at all three levels, and and, uh, and I know assistant coaches really don't get a lot of recognition, um, you know when you start talking about Hall of Fame and things like that, but we look at Dan's career. I mean, I, I don't know how, how you could accompl have accomplished much more than what he did on all three levels. Um, and, you know, when you put the whole body of work together, uh, honestly, I think you could put it up there with, with just about anybody, um, player, coach, or, you know, when you combine it all, uh, he might not have been the greatest player that ever played or the greatest coach that ever coached or the greatest assistant coach, but he was very, very successful at all three for a long, long period of time with just tremendous success. And, uh, you know, I recognize that as just one, one fantastic career that, as I said, I don't know, I don't know how many others you could put in that category. Dick LeBeau maybe, you know, but, um, you know, it's that, it's that level of, you know, to me, it's that level of accomplishment in, in the national, all in the National Football League. Um, well, I mean, besides a great college career at South Carolina, but, and then, you know, I kind of reconnected with Dan a little bit after we, uh, you know, drafted David Andrews. Um, so kind of stayed in touch with Dan through David and, and vice versa. So, um, you know, had, had some contact with him, you know, a little more recently uh, from, you know, after he retired from coaching. Great, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Next question, Mike Giardi, followed by Levin Reed. Good morning, Bill. Yeah, Bob sort of went down this road with his question, but I think since week nine, Miami has blitzed the opposing quarterback by far and away more than any other team in the National Football League. I'm just curious what sort of pressure that puts on you. And when we were talking to Josh yesterday, he made the point of it's one of those games where it's really important to understand your rules and know your rules because you, you, you may see some things that you – you haven't seen before right that, yeah that's right i think josh put it well um yeah they can bring pressure but they can also not bring pressure we've played played games against them where you know the game was uh you know, almost exclusively three-man rush and then we played games and, and seen games like the baltimore game this year where 
you know, they bring a max pressure, you know, in the ballpark of call it 20 times. And, and then we've seen them in between, you know, where it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, some blitz zone, some blitz man, uh, some man to man, some zone. And, and I'd say that they've, in, over the course of the season this year, from where, where they finished last year and where it looked like they started the season, that they've, they've added more variety to their defensive play calling, more zone, more blitz zone. Um, you know, some safety blitz pressure um, that they've added. So, uh, you know, they're a game plan team, and you, you have to be ready for a, a lot of things, um, and we'll just have to see what we get. Uh, but, you know, I think it'd be a mistake for us to sit here and, and practice, you know, every snap of, you know, max pressure or every snap of three-man rush. Um, you know, it could be, it could be any of those, and, and they could come in different quantities depending on how much success they're having with it too. Um, so we'll have to, you know, be ready for, for all of that. I'd say at this point in the season, we've pretty much seen everything. Um, there's not a lot of things that we, we haven't seen like, okay, this has never come up before. That's not what we're talking about, but you know, in terms of handling it, making the right communication, right, making the right decisions and following our rules, as Josh said, that's, that's absolutely the case. And, and, um, you know, I'd say we've had that situation come up, uh, more than, more than a few times this year, it's been interesting how that's that's worked itself out. It's got, you know, Jacksonville is another you know high pressure team. Last year, they their pressures are a little bit different than than Miami's because most of theirs were out of four man line, and and um, you know Miami's more of an odd spacing team. But regardless, it's it's still kind of the same concept of you know you got to make sure you've got a, a hat on a hat. You've got everybody picked up, and if you don't, um, you know you better know what your your outlets are in a passing game um, and in the running game, you know, the same thing when they, when they pressure from the outside, then those that usually involves some type of interior line movement. Um, so if you can anticipate that, that can really, you know, help you in the running game. If you can't and get surprised by it, then that's just creates a problem too. So. How do you feel that Mac and the, and the skill players have handled the blitz and sort of the communication that comes with the hot reads and things of that nature? Yeah, overall, I wouldn't say it's been a major problem this year. Um, I think we've handled that pretty well. Um, but, I mean, there's always room for improvement, and, and every game is different. So how it matches up this week, and, and again, as I said, these guys do a little more. Dolphins do a little more, you know, odd pressuring than, the, uh, you know, and some of the teams that we, you know, we've really been four-man line teams here for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it's been. It's been, been a lot. Um, you know, so now we're into a little bit of a different look here and, you know, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to make sure that we're straight on all that too. So that's, we'll see. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome, Mike. Uh, one quick announcement, uh, Dante Hightower is, uh, joining Stephanie's room currently, uh, with 11 Reed and Andrew Callahan. Good afternoon, coach. And, um, I'm not sure if he's getting a lot of like pub. Well, nationally, but Jalen Phillips is having a fantastic rookie season. What do you see from him, um, and how do how do the Dolphins use him? Um, well, they use him on the edge. He's an edge player. He's um, very athletic player, um, but big and strong. You know, he's got a tremendous, um, you know, very explosive, fast, explosive, strong, um, and you know, he's he's done a good job for him. Um, you know, again, he, he brings, you know, pressure from the outside. They have some inside 
either blitzes or guys like Wilkins and, and uh, you know, and there that, you know, kind of complement each other. So inside, you know, some inside pressure and, and some speed off the edge. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been a, um, you know, guys done a good job for him. You know, Holland have a couple, a couple of good young players there on defense that they've added and, and, uh, you know, it definitely helped them. Uh, next question, Andrew Kelly. Hey, Bill, I understand this was uh, one game, but going back to the opener against Miami, what, if anything, did you learn considering how much they blitzed that day? Just a back about Mac understanding, obviously, that was his first game, and, and you don't really know how a player's going to react until he's he's in the fire or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought he handled that, you know, he, I, you know, again, it's really team team execution. I mean, one guy can't can't handle a blitz by himself. I mean, you've got to have receivers doing the right thing. You've got to have the pass protection working together and the quarterback's got to, you know, know what the protection, who the protection has, who they don't have and get the ball out accordingly and, and see the, the roaming players that are in a blitz zone or they drop out in a, in a man blitz and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, look, the biggest thing from the first game is we just have to do a better job, obviously, in the red area. We have to do a better job of ball security offensively. And, you know, if we're going to score points, then then we're going to have to do those things better. So that's, you know, well, we'll see how it goes this week. But that's, you know, that's really the big challenge against against Miami. They're, they do a good job of not, not giving up a lot of points. And, you know, we're going to have to work harder to score. Thank you. Yeah, and last awesome. question, Mike Reese. Oh, yeah. oh, there we go. Um, Bill, how hard can you get it inside the field house? Uh, I don't know. Not, not as hot as it'll be in Miami. <laughs> and and was that, um, let's see, on the, like outside, inside today? I know it's not the biggest deal. It's... I, I oftentimes hear you say it's going to be about the execution more than the conditions. Um, practicing inside today, why, like what, why was that considered the best decision for the team today? Yeah, well, there are a number of factors involved, but um, yeah, just we'll, we'll be in there today and, and we'll see what tomorrow brings. Thanks, Mike. That's it, guys. Thanks, Coach. Great. Thank you.